The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to another episode as we careen carelessly into the month of March. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, uh, a couple of things real quick here before we uh, thank our sponsors and get to the show. Uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, for all of your kind words about uh, last week's very special Black Panther episode. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Received a lot of uh, great uh, response from that episode. I, I think it was uh, it was an honor to be a part of it. I'll be quite honest with you. I was, I was thrilled to be a part of that show. And uh, thanks to all of our guests who uh, showed up and made it special. You can go back and listen to it as soon as you see Black Panther. You can go, <laughs> go back and listen to it. Uh, also, uh, we're coming up on our 10th anniversary as a podcast uh, geek show, and we we hope to have several activities planned. Right now, we got one that's like 90% there, and I'll be telling you about it probably next week. I'll probably have all the details about that, but it's an opportunity for you to come out and buy us a drink, and I know you look forward to that sort of thing, so... <laughs> All right, let's get to this uh, new episode. This uh, episode is called Vin's Taint. I know it says something differently on the readout that you're looking at on your on your device or your car or whatever, uh, because I'm not going to put Vin's Taint on in print anywhere because it'll just get kicked out. Uh, but it's Vin's Taint. I know it says Vin Saint, but now you know. All right, uh, thank you to our sponsors who make this possible each and every week. Of course, uh, Dr. Volt's Comic Connections are open seven days a week. The hold service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, our friends at Cabin Fever from action figures, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, and magic. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of awesome, giveable, and receivable merchandise. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South, 700 East, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a card store. Also want to thank Chef Daniel, and congratulations to him. He just opened up the Twin Sons Cafe, now serving breakfast and lunch every, uh, every day but Tuesday. He describes the food as Americana with a Southwest Mexican influence. He can accommodate all diets, and uh, Daniel just wants to serve you folks a good wholesome meal at 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake, the Twin Sons Cafe. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, Dawn and Leah. It's not a porn store or novelty store. It's a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. They have free sex education workshops, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or go to blackvelvetboutique.com. Also, Valley Office Systems. Stop buying disposable office printers off the shelf at that big box store. Get the highest quality commercial-grade printers from Valley Office Systems for a whole lot less than you would expect. Go to valleyofficesystems.com. All right, let's get this show underway. It's called Vin's Taint. Don't let that stop you. The gang's back together and uh, pleased to enjoy. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Geek show, geek show, geek show. 
And welcome back to the basement. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, welcome back to the basement, you guys. Yeah. We're yeah. back. Yeah, right? Because we had our uh, special episode. That last was a week. hell of a show. Yeah, it was good. I mm-hmm. was pretty happy with it. Yeah. I uh, I was I was honored to be a part of it. It was uh, it was very cool the to esteem- have all of these people in here who, you know, experts in their field like Dr. White. Yeah. Or just very passionate fans. Uh, it was just it was fascinating. Uh, the esteemed uh, Mrs. Cade is. She, uh, would you thank her for me because she yeah. reached she reached out to me. Well, she's 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 uh, she's critical of the show in a way that no listener can be in yeah. that she's known all the dummies at this table <laughs> for a very long time. <laughs> yes. So she's like, it's just listening to you guys ramble on about shit like you always do. So <laughs> you know, but she she fucking loved that episode. So. Oh, good, good. Thank her for me. I shall. Uh, yes, but uh, uh, Jay will be joining us in an episode or so. Uh, it, it's it's Jason now. Y- Jason. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have like the like totally ethnic uh, podcast and then fire the guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no he's, he's, he's coming back. No. He, he, well, I think they've had enough of that. Let's just that, that we get rid of Jay. We finally gave into that 4chan thread. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of not having a voice on Geek Show. No. You need more old men, old white men representation. That's right. Well, yeah. Let, let, us, us, let us explain Black let Panther us, now. Let us white explain that. Yes, <laughs> let us do that. You see, you see. Um, let's. Uh, let's it really was an underground railroad after all. <laughs> <laughs> he knew about the underground railroad all the time. He's Lee George Cade. Oh goddamn! Did I ever? Yeah, it I was I in thought, your heart all along. It was the friends I made along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I always thought it was really a railroad. So when I found out that it was like a series of tunnels and a network of people working together to 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 funnel people out of the south i was kind of disappointed wait there was no railroad tracks in there no i mean there might have been but (laughs) maybe a part of it but it's not like you know when you're when you're when you're seven or eight you first hear about it you're like and there was this really cool locomotive oh cool it was it was a figurative train i like Uh, trains and the conductor the conductor was like a champion of tolerance trains yeah it wasn't the case so uh, folks, thank you very much for your support, your love, your kindness. I, I, I'm actually kind of overwhelmed because I, I did some math and I realized that if it weren't for Geek Show fans, I would I would literally be shaking my moneymaker on the corner of State and Main just to, pay, their, to pay the mortgage. So uh, Once again, how can you be on State and Main? Uh, dude... <laughs> You seen my sh- find a way. You got a pretty wide stance. <laughs> you see my money maker. It's a big money maker, <laughs> yeah, and it's not my art degree. Uh, anyway, uh, so thanks so much for coming in. I, I I realize now sometimes I see folks coming in. I'm like, well, that's a geek show person, and they came in and, mm-hmm. and bought some jerky and and thank you. So uh, if you want to follow along with your compatriots, uh, we're at 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. Or I uh, can just look for Frisch Vegan Foods on Etsy, and uh, we'll we'll ship you some some awesome jerky. But here's where it gets weird. Okay, you ready for this? All right. You guys ever hear of a guy named Ari Lehman? Uh, um, no, no. Ari Lehman played the very first Jason Voorhees. Ah, uh, oh, okay. In the first Friday the Thirteenth oh. movie, yes. the one that popped out of the water. Uh huh. Okay. Oh. Because so, that, that was the part that scared me. Yeah, it's big dude. It's terrifying. <laughs> I, I first but saw you, that you movie. You didn't see it coming, did you? No. No. I, I saw that movie uh, in a hospital while my mom was giving birth to my brother. Wonderful. So she's screaming <laughs> like she's going to get murdered. And the nurse goes, oh, I better put this poor 10-year-old kid in this other room so that he doesn't hear his mom dying. Right? God. And so this is right when Cable first came out. So what's on TV in the room I'm in? Friday the 13th. Yeah. I'm 9 or 10 years old. So, oh, explain so much. And so I can hear down the hallway my mom screaming while she's giving birth to my, my stupid kid brother. And on the screen, Jason Voorhees, or Jason's mom, is killing all these horny college kids. Kill her, mommy. Kill yeah. her. And then, and then, you know, Jason jumps out at the end, pulls, pulls the girl. Yeah. Just anyway. And doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. 
But uh, Ari reached out to me. Uh, he's he's a vegan guy. Oh yeah, and uh, he does a, a first Jason slasher sauce. That's his hot sauce that he does, and he tours around the the horror convention circuit and and sells hot sauce. And he and he gives the proceeds to charity. Nice. He's a rock and roll guy. So we're teaming up with Ari to do uh, first Jason slasher jerky. Hey! <laughs> it's a uh, it's a ghost pepper infused spicy hot uh, vegan jerky. So that'll nice. be that'll be launching here in the next you couple of weeks. You guys go to hell in one of them. So yeah. I bet yeah. that's I that's bet sorry. this is going to be the first vegan tie-in to the Friday the Thirteenth. It's got to be. Seriously. Well, I. It, it, it's kind of a, it was kind of a strange synergy thing. Like I woke up and I thought, I mean, how how odd that that was the first thing that scared the living fuck out of me, and now I'm making jerky with the dude. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah but uh, it was Kane Hodder that played Jason when he went to hell. It's yes. actually not the first one. I, I have celery sticks that I carve into machetes. <laughs> <laughs> he has celery sticks. He's carved into machetes. Oh, you left yourself open for He's that. He's Jimmy one. Martin. Nah, I'm already out of business. <laughs> I was gonna say, that doesn't sound very, very good. It lasted for 35 seconds. It was <laughs> terrible. I lost my house. That's that's the, that's the second fastest business ending in this show. Goddamn <laughs> fruit ninja. Yeah. Uh, watch me on KSL on Big Movie Mouth off uh, Read Me and Slug, Arrow, Geek Show, and Mediocre Show. Uh, some interviews coming up in a few episodes, but uh, I got one that I'm really excited about in... Uh, I'm going to go talk to Steven Spielberg again. Oh, again? yeah. Oh, for rough. Ready Player One? For Ready, Ready Player, Player One. Oh, sick. Awesome. I don't know if I actually have them. It's, this, this is my favorite. It's got a list of all the actors. Like, you know, like, oh, here's who you'll be interviewing, right? A lot of unknown kids. You know, like, that's fine. Whatever. You know, I, I'll talk to anybody. But then it said, see, uh, director, Steven Spielberg, only by request. <laughs> only by request? <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I request that? I was like, can, can I just do that now? Can, please? Can you ask him a question so, for me? Well, usually I don't like to talk to directors. Yeah. But, uh, I love talking to directors. <laughs> you know. I just want you to ask one question for me. Well, uh, Why Hook? Oh, Why not Hook? You know, there's a certain... <laughs> I'm not asking you the question. There's a certain generation that Wait, fucking loves, loves that movie. Are you disparaging See? Hook? Oh, there, there it is. There it is. I don't mind yeah. Hook. Bangarang, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Bangarang Lee. Yeah, well, it turned out my marbles were in this bag all along. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, told you. So all right, so, yeah, I'm not going to disparage your generation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be in the next batch of uh, recordings. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. He loves Hook. He's the producer and designated driver of the show <laughs> for now. For now, he's <laughs> Quad T. I do love Hook. I've been <laughs> pretty tired. I've been pretty tired lately, but I got this. I got the fix. I went to Let's, my local Big Lots, yeah, <laughs> and I found Quick Strike Energy Drink featuring Fast and the Furious. <laughs> what, what, so like now, from part three? No, the, ori- the original. <laughs> I don't know how old it is. Two thousand one. <laughs> now I think he's just trying to kill himself. <laughs> it was only fifty cents. Oh, my well, that's God. a sign of quality. Extra strength formula, guys. You know, I've learned what, about I've learned about formulas. What they flavor over time. is it? Yeah, what what's flavor? the flavor? I it's, think it's balls. It's kind of no. It's not salty <laughs> enough for that. Uh, it's it's Vin, kind of a. It's Vin Diesel flavored. <laughs> it tastes kind of like a little bit like oh. Rockstar, but not quite. No, it's in little print. What does Vin's taint mean? What is that? <laughs> Can't no, quite no, no, no. That's, that's saying Vin Saint. Oh, Vin okay. Saint. All right. My, uh, my bottle has a promotion for Home Alone, too, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, so I'm that's really, an old bottle, I'm too. I'm really surprised, though, that you actually managed to score the elusive wedding tank top flavor. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's a rare flavor. So uh, check me out on Twitter if you want, at Quad T Tony, or uh, always here on the Geek Show podcast or on the Gadget Spot with Owen and uh, Jaron and a guest, a secret guest every episode. A secret guest. <laughs> yep. Because right. we're always, you know, planning them up to the last minute. <laughs> there you go. It'll never be me. It's always fresh. <laughs> it's always-
Yes. And of course, uh, Mr. B is here. Hey, how's it going? Shannon <laughs> Barnson. Hi. Hi. You all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Do you need my okay? quick strike energy drink? No, you know. Do you need a little? Need a little Vin? Uh, I don't know. It's just my life. Need a little Vin my life. My life's making me tired. I can well, tell you why you're tired. Because uh, Kat and I went, on, uh, went to the 7 Eleven and uh, went to go see some fishes. We went to on a field trip. I almost didn't make it. Oh. My was, kids are wily. Was it bad? Year, oh, they are. My kids are wily, huh? Yeah. Kid would run Ugh. off in the dark corners. And they, they, hiding they, just for fun. <laughs> You're just like, fun. oh, fuck, where the fuck are the fucking kids? They're like, ha, 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 ha. Is this the, uh, <laughs> is this the beginnings of the world on fire generation? Yeah. Oh. They're just, no, no, they, they're, no. They're preparing for feral what? living. <laughs> Have I told the penny story? No. I d- I yes, don't. the penny in the throat story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you told us that. It was <sighs> terrifying. She was in my group. She's the one who was hiding in dark corners. Did she yeah. cough up another penny? <laughs> no. I just slap her randomly on the back to see what comes out. Now. I, did, I, go, I go, the penny's not a bad idea. Let me I know told she Shannon, gets the quarters. I, did, I told Shannon when she uh, was, uh, eats a quarter and shits two dimes and a nickel, then you're going to have a problem. Go. Then there's a problem. <laughs> or a road show. So, yeah, uh, I do that during the day, and then on Wednesday nights, I do my little pub quiz. Come on. It's a pub quiz. 8.30, lucky right 13. What? Who's your champions right now? Uh, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Not egg, not egg. <laughs> so there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. So you egg. can you can beat egg foo. You can. You can. He didn't All show right. up. I don't think. <laughs> it's part of the. The plan. only way you can beat him is if he doesn't come. It's part of the plan, I suppose. <laughs> so you just beat him by letting the air out of his tires. <laughs> <laughs> Sabotage. Take that, Perniac. I know uh, one person who could probably beat him. Who's that? That's our host. Oh, I could. Carrie not. Jackson. Oh, thank you. Uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten. X ninety six dot com. I could not beat him. You could not You could beat him if the category was obscure Brit pop from the mid seventies. Mike could do that. Yeah, Mike could do that. Because I I like to think I know a thing or two about music. And you just spent the whole drive back from San Diego. I I I got out of the car and was like, I don't know anything about music anymore. (laughs) I don't I don't know my Joan Jett from Joan Collins. Well, it's it's very important to distinguish. What about Joan Rivers? Uh, Very again, very different. Hmm. It's funny that you mention that because I have a list of songs here. Oh, yeah? What? That uh, James Gunn. Let me see. Of course. I, I wasn't planning on doing this for a while, but James Gunn put together a mixtape while they were filming. It's not like we're dating. I don't know why he keeps making these things. While they were fil- <laughs> filming, I think, the first Guardians. I think he's got like, a book full of songs and just passes around to all the other directors and says, you can't use this. <laughs> he just, he, he's just, he's, he's like me. He just, he loves that. You know, we just have this thing for so, for, for music. That's why Taika Waititi was so desperate for immigrant song. He's like, I got to get this in there before Gun uses it for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here it is. Uh, this is uh, uh, Awesome Mix Volume Zero. Ah, and it's on his. Uh, I believe it's on his Spotify account. I think so. You can you can go and and you can hear this this track. He put together a ten song playlist to use on the set. During the bar scene in Nowhere in the oh, first movie, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. so this 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 that kind of stuff. Who are we calling a rat? So he's got uh, mindless self indulgence doing uh, Never Wanted to Dance. He's got Andrew WK doing Party Hard. Yeah, that's a jackass song. Uh, he's got The Way It Was featuring Bionic by Ace AC Alone and Bionic. What I don't know. Uh, Were you speaking English? Just I know. Then? Uh, lyrics born doing I like it I love it. Uh, the Wombats doing Let's Jan- Let's Dance to Joy Division. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a good song. Another good one. Gogo Bordello. Yeah, doing Which, Start Wearing Purple. Start Wearing Purple. You know, it's funny because 
<laughs> I think I think Wanderlust King is my Gorgo Badella song. Is but it? everybody goes to start wearing purple. Uh, Pigeon John has a song called Ben Vereen <laughs> that he's got on this list. My Chemical Romance doing Teenagers. Oh, someone I've heard of. Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. Jusquan by Lyrakill. Uh, Blacklist is the name of the song. And the old 97s doing Time Bomb. Hmm. I think I knew yeah. like two of those. So there you mm-hmm. go. Start wearing purple, purple. <laughs> Start wearing purple for me now. Do you know Gypsy Punk Rock? No. Oh, <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd like it, actually. They're quite good. All right. Uh, as we record this, this is before the Academy Awards. I won everything. Yeah. So we won't, won't be able to talk about that till next week. It's what they called a surprising upset when yep. I won Best Director. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, you took it from him? Yeah. But, oh. but I gave it to him, though. I said, really, the true hero is Guillermo del Toro. And it's easy to say him because yeah. they're all men. Uh, <laughs> but we do have the Razzies. Oh, I haven't read them yet. I do have the oh, Razzies. Oh, let's hear. I just know the one that got the biggest votes. Now, the the, uh, the Razzies, the of course, is... I read about. I don't even know if it's if it has, like... No, I know they have a ceremony. Yeah, but yeah, they do. And, and I, do I they have a, for a, it. Do they have a figure yeah. that they like a trophy they hand out or anything? Well, here's the thing. I'll get to that. Uh, they you vote for it because our buddy Adam signed us up. Uh, there was some Groupon thing, and it was like however much for like five of your friends to be voting members. So he paid for it. So we voted, and then like I said, I haven't seen the results. They have a ceremony. It's always at the night, usually before or a couple of nights before the Oscars. Yeah. Only as far as I know, two people have shown up to collect their awards. One was Halle Berry, because mm-hmm. she was shit-hammered, shit and it was for Catwoman. <laughs> but it was funny, because I think the same year was Monster's Ball, so she was at the Oscars, too, but I could be wrong about that. The also shit-hammered. The other one was Sandra Bullock for, um, <laughs> oh, I can't think of the name of the movie, but she came, she showed up with a wagon full of the DVDs <laughs> to hand out to everybody. What? That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Catwoman, the writer of Catwoman. <laughs> I saw this. Did you see this? It's all about Steve. Sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Razzies here in a moment. But... Uh, you know, First Lady Michelle Obama, glowing endorsement of Black Panther for its black representation. D.C. McAllister, who is the Federalist culture critic. Federalist is a right-wing uh, news. Yeah. Well, news. <laughs> Funny how we use that term just so playfully. Uh, <laughs> he's there, he was their film critic. And he said, I, I, I didn't see this kind of, you know... Everyone happy about black representation in a superhero movie when Halle Berry was Catwoman? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, why was yeah. that? A, What's the darn deal? Why isn't that there a cultural milestone? Explain that huh? to me, because I'm because yeah. I'm huh? white and I don't. It's Catwoman. Did and also, your, your 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 comments about Blade also hold no merit because it's not doing anything to represent uh, yeah. a culture at large. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so the first thing I would say is, well, Catwoman's not a hero. Maybe that's got something to do with it. And that wasn't really a movie. (laughs) And then there's that. (laughs) I've watched it several times with the sound off, but that's another story. Sure. Uh, You had different sound sound on. (laughs) But John Rogers, one of the co-writers on Catwoman. Co-writers? Yeah. There was more than one? More than one. (laughs) He tweeted. You can get a turd that big from one person? He tweeted this out. (laughs) Yeah, he tweeted something out. As one of the credited writers of Catwoman, I believe I have the authority to say, because it was a shit movie dumped (laughs) by the studio at the end of a style cycle and had zero cultural relevance either in front of or behind the camera, this is a bad take. You should feel shame. I just love that. I just love that. It's funny you mentioned Blade real fast, because I just, like, right before we came here today, I was watching some clip. I can't remember the, the, the talk show host's name. Um... But he was talking to Patton Oswalt. Yeah. And he goes, I had one of the actresses from Blade on here a couple weeks ago, but he goes, 
my producer told me that you were in Blade Trinity. Like that, he mm-hmm. goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes. The thing about Blade Trinity, he goes, if you watch that movie, it's a D plus. Yeah, like, easy like that. He goes, but if you know the shit that went behind it to get it made, uh-huh. he goes, it's greater than Citizen Kane. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, just 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 getting, Wesley, just getting Wesley Snipes out of his trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the Gonta Cloud was so fucking. It, it, big. It, it was shit like that. And yeah. he made everybody call him Blade on set. Yep. And then they got to the point where nobody wanted to talk to me anymore, so he would write post-it notes and just sign it Blade. <laughs> there was only one person who came to work on that set. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Hunter, Reynolds. Hunter, yeah. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So here's so here's with this va- vampire Pomeranian. So here's the Razzies. Here are the nominees for worst picture. Oh, you start with picture. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll start there. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Mm. The did, Mummy. Did that come out last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Mummy. Oh, Fifty Shades Darker. Mm. Baywatch. Or the mm. Emoji Movie. Do you want me to try to guess it without looking? Well, you. I think you saw. It's a big picture on his <laughs> iPad. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I would have guessed. <laughs> you guys. Emoji movie? Yeah. Emoji movie. Ah. Yeah. Won the Razzie. Nailed it. Well, okay. okay, don't look. You already did, didn't you? I didn't see that one. Worst yeah. worst actress. Okay, who, who, who not least. Emma Watson for The Circle. I didn't see it. Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence for Mother. Mm-hmm. Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades Darker. Probably mm-hmm. that. Catherine <laughs> Heigl for Unforgettable. Catherine Heigl was in a movie last year? I yeah. know, right? It was Unforgettable. <laughs> or Tyler Perry in Boo 2 via <laughs> Halloween. Uh, you know, I, I would say Dakota Johnson, but... I'm going to say Catherine no, Heigl. I'm going to go with Heigl. Because no one likes her. Yeah. I'm going to go Mother because everybody hated that movie so bad. Tyler Perry won. Seriously. Oh. I, I had a feeling. I should have gone with Tyler Perry because he was included. Okay, don't. Yeah, well, they do that kind of shit a lot. <laughs> and I don't, don't look. Not looking. Worst actor. Ready? Okay. Is it Tyler Perry again? It probably is. <laughs> He's not nominated. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, Mark Wahlberg for Daddy's Home 2 and Transformers The Last I night. love when they do that. Double. Zac Efron for Baywatch. Hmm. Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades Darker. Hmm. Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Or Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Tom Cruise. Oh, no, he, I bet he, it was the he, double I'd nominated. Say Jamie, I'd say Jamie Dornan. I'm saying uh, or Mark Wahlberg. I'm going to go Wahlberg, too. I'm, I'm going Tom Cruise. Lee is correct. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? He, he fucking phoned that in. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was, but it wasn't as bad as some yeah, but it was a, It wasn't a good movie, either. I and didn't hate I it. I think the only reason it got made was because he was in it. Yeah, so, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, worst supporting actor. Ready? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't look, Jimmy. Tom Cruise. Um, Anthony Hopkins in Collide... And Transformers The Last Night. <laughs> Another dob- double. Josh Duhamel for Transformers The Last Night. Wow, that's sweeping. Russell Crowe for The Mummy. Mm. Javier Bardem for Mother and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Wow. Or Mel Gibson, Daddy's Home 2. I hope Mel Gibson. I'm going to go Javier. I bet it was Javier as well. Uh, or Anthony Hopkins. I, mean, I, 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 would say, I would say Hopkins because when he's just phoning it in because he's paying alimony um he's terrible so uh it was mel gibson yeah. oh well there he is go. an anti-semite yeah so. he's just a piece yeah. of shit okay we're supporting actress mel gibson this one <laughs> this one i didn't know uh susan sarandon a bad mom's christmas yeah <laughs> goldie hahn in snatched okay yeah. laura haddock in transformers the last night sophia butella in the mummy or kim bassinger in 50 shades darker I didn't, see, I didn't see any of those movies, so I don't know. Uh, what was the second one again? Javier uh, Bardem. Goldie Hawn Snatched? No, I don't think that'd be it. You just have to be really careful when you say that. Huh? Goldie Hawn? Snatched. <laughs> oh. 
this is a sentence, and that's the twelve-year-old. <laughs> it's, uh, it's cute and it's hilarious. I think it's yeah. probably the girl from Transformers because she's a model. No, Kim Bassinger. Oh. I didn't know she was in Fifty Shades Darker. I had no idea. I, you saw it, Jimmy. She's in there for like five minutes, I think. Hmm. What is she doing? She's she's the girl that taught the guy how to fuck when he was a kid. Oh, oh yeah. really? Did she tie him to a table and dribble chocolate on him and make him sensuously eat a chocolate? <laughs> did they do it in front of a fridge? Like they totally yeah. like to tell the story. It's like, yeah, that's just, that's child molestation. That's yeah. that's that's, uh, that's fucking rape, you pervs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, worst remake, ripoff, or sequel? Oh, I like this category. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night, mm. The Mummy, mm. Boo Two: A Medea Halloween, mm. Baywatch, mm. or Fifty Shades Darker. Well, this is a strong category. Mummy, <laughs> Mummy, The Mummy, The Mummy. I'm gonna say Baywatch. I'm going. I'm going with Baywatch as well. I don't know. Transformers because they're terrible. Uh, 50, no. Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, oh okay, good, good. I'm just surprised take, that. Yep, that's good. A came out and B made money. Which one? Fifty Shades Darker. I, uh, I thought that ship sailed a long fucking time ago. It's the last one. Well, the last yeah. one's done. So yeah, we're that's the last one. Are Tell they the going to do the one where they flip it around and just show how he's a misunderstood victim all along? <laughs> no. What? What? Because they, they did that as a book. What the, is that? Fifty Shades Lighter. At the uh, end of this <laughs> last one, like you know, fuck, I'll give a shit. They, she's pregnant. Blah, blah, oh, this, please don't they, spoil it for me. They show this, oh. like, don't mon- spoil the movie. I'll never see. I know they show this like montage of like you know from the. All three movies of her smiling and them kissing and stuff like that. I'm like, can you re-edit that where she's crying or like, you know, where he's fucking abusing her? Yeah, like that kind of shit. Can you show me the real fucking story going on here? So, Uh, then finally, the uh, worst screenplay, which is uh, going to be emoji movie. Transformers: The Last Night, Mummy, Fifty Shades Darker, Baywatch, or the Emoji Movie. It's got to be emoji. Emoji. Fifty Shades. Oh, it's emoji. Emoji movie. (laughs) Wow, that must be really bad. Critics really hated that that movie. Oh, that's bad. Wow. It's like a, it's like the answer to like every bad movie joke now. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't the emoji movie. <laughs> well, I just, was I just watched uh, James Corden was uh, had Gordon Ramsay on and they did the thing where they eat nasty food, but you have to answer a question. Like if you don't answer the question, you eat the food. And one of them was you're in three movies right now. Like list them best to worst. It was Peter Rabbit, Trolls, and the Emoji Movie. And I'm like. That's the easiest fucking question. He actually, no. Yeah, he did answer it. But I was like, wait, oh, yeah, I'm sure tro- or the emoji movie is better than Peter Rabbit. Right. Like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to some uh, hopefully good stuff. This was an interesting move uh, this week. It was announced. Because what do we always have on the first weekend in May? Free we- comic outdoor, book day. Outdoor free, fucking. We have free comic book day. Oh. There's outdoor fucking. There, outdoor fuck. What the but fuck? We always First get, of May, outdoor fucking starts today. We, we always <laughs> oh. get a superhero movie. <clears throat> right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Starting back with the first Iron Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For 10 years now, it's been happening. I think even Condor Man was first of May. Um, we're not going to get one. What? Yeah. Avengers Infinity War has moved up. Now, why'd up. they do this? Confidence in the movie? They don't really. There's there's a lot of theory, a lot of speculation. There was no statement hmm. from them. <laughs> Um, but they moved it up to April 27th. Now, that's the a week a week earlier, and that's when it was scheduled to open, like, yep. in Europe. Yeah, and internationally. Internationally. I think that's the way they did it. So, so they don't have to worry so about that. So that Ruth Steel Brothers thing I said, uh, saw, yeah. said they moved it up so everybody could see it together. Yeah. So the theory is is that it's it's that. It's everyone see it together. It's... Um, uh, they, they they didn't want spoilers. They That's, didn't want yeah. uh, you know reviews that might take away from the box office here in America. There's not like a really good DC Comics movie coming out that weekend, is there? No, they didn't want to go up against or something, maybe. No, that but <laughs> no. that month we get we, we get, get Deadpool, Deadpool and oh. Han Solo. 
All yeah. in the same month? In the same well, month. Well, not, you know, not as April 27th, but no, yeah. But, oh. but in the same month. But not pretty much all May. But yeah, do you uh, really want to be Disney competing with Disney for exactly. three That's out of a, but four weeks? I, I yeah. get the feeling that it was a combination of they, they didn't want the spoilers out, and they, you know, Black Panther is still purring along. Oh, oh. God. Oh, I'm so, I'm Jesus so Christ, I am Carrie. so sorry. Whatever, guys. Carrie Jackson, you're better than that. I Plus know. five for that pun. <laughs> oh. Shannon, plus five. Do we do we still have another backup? Because I think uh, I think we need to reboot this, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I've been left alone I'm for check, too long. I'm checking with the lab. They said that, that we've had a little too much drift from copying a um, copy. It's like Westworld. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> strip them down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's they they. I mean, I know it's only a week, but I think they want to, you know, use that momentum that they've got now with Black Panther, which is I, just you know, it's destroying and if records. I, if I were if I were tied into. Um, social media at all as, mm-hmm. a, as a studio person I would also be looking at the fact that there are people whose entire purpose in life now seems to be ruining everything for everybody Yeah. so whether it's the finale of Star Trek Discovery whether it's uh, events from Star Wars Rebels whether it's uh, you know scenes from Black Panther it's like they're, they're doing everything in their power to make sure that anything cool is ruined for everybody immediately mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ha 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 I saw it first yeah, I saw it first, and I'm going to rub your nose. Now I'm going to tell you what I liked about it. Yeah. Um, while we're uh, talking about Black Panther, uh, Bob Iger, Disney CEO, was at an investor conference, and uh, he he noted that they're in Disneyland. You know, you can meet Thor and you can meet Captain America. There is now a one-hour wait to meet Black Panther. Oh man, that's cool. That's crazy. In 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 Disneyland, and the Royal Guards with them too. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, again, go back in time and tell your young self that this would happen. I was just going to say, you know, just imagine, like, I'm looking at you. Carrie, I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you right now. It's like 1995, right? Yeah. Carrie Jackson, I'm going to tell you right now, in yeah. the next 20 ish years, yeah. we're going to see a Black Panther movie. And also, really? it's going to be like super, super culturally like important. Okay, now you're pulling my leg. Yeah. I could see no, a I've Black seen Panther this. movie. I've seen it. I've seen the future but it it happens dude so people it's a thing people go see this movie oh yeah other than us oh yeah it just oh it breaks records you realize his next question is going to be ticket sales it's like one of the highest selling selling uh, and then he's going to look he's going to look you straight in the eye and very sincerely say and how was chris tucker (laughs) and how was chris tucker as as the black panther a comedic take on the black panther because that's how you got it made how you doing it cow (laughs) come and (laughs) <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Papa! All right. Um, oh, when, Black Panther, touch when Black Panther goes, <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out! <laughs> but uh, they ask him about uh, Disneyland. He said, yeah, well, you got to wait long to meet him, but how come there's no ride? Mm-hmm. And, and Iger said, oh, we haven't had a chance. I'm sure they're working on it. Mm-hmm. But then that does lead me to... Uh, some information that I have received. Uh, do you like the Bugs Land in California Adventure? Because if you do, you should go say uh, goodbye. It, it sure was cute when you had a two-year-old Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not since. It, uh, I mean, it, it, it was kind of cool. I, I, I still walk through it. The big uh, plants, <laughs> the big plants my are cool. favorite, My favorite experience of that goddamn ride was uh, when we went... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy had broken his fucking tailbone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it like tickles your butt. part where the little the, things come running out, the little the bumps, bumps raise, yeah. and you were like, 
We're sitting there like, oh, Bugs Life. And all of a sudden, Jimmy's like, oh, fuck, mother, fuck, shit, no. Oh. <laughs> and that's when the... And that's I like when the bottled joke. out of that theater. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and that's when the Joe Hansen triplets learned how to say motherfucker. <laughs> No, but I, I like walking through, you know, like the big cereal box, yeah. and you know they have the the giant Christmas lights. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I usually go into one of the little cafes and steal a bunch of uh, whipped cream so I can do some whippets, mm-hmm. and I just wander through there high as fuck. Um, uh, I should just get a Black Panther petting zoo. But the uh, <laughs> so that area and the area behind the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride now. That's just a staging area. Is is all going to be made into a new Marvel land? Now, uh, our uh, our friend asked us not to talk about this until he got, but it's all over the internet. I I found it's it's people have already broken this news. So right. It's all over. So they're going to add more Marvel stuff to California Adventure. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was uh, DC. <gasps> yes. Sorry. I'm oh, here. Here we go. Oh, no, wait. This is this bad? This is bad. Uh, ah, farts. Well, it could be good. News. I don't know. It's news. Okay. Um, it's just another setback for DC. Take a drink of my quick strike. Uh, Joss Whedon has left the Batgirl. Movie. Oh, I don't care about this. I saw that too. It's okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't the right choice. Yeah. I mean, right we now. We knew that. Right, right now. We knew that like six months ago that he yeah, wasn't the right if, choice. If I were making a Batgirl movie in 2002, Joss Whedon's the guy. Yeah. Sure. In 2002. Yeah. In 2002. 15 years ago, it yeah. would have been perfect. He's he's a second wave male feminist. He's perfect for a 2002 Batgirl movie. But right now, he's no. He's not. No. You've you've got you've got you've got women that can direct that movie. You've got people who've, you know, maybe had some experiences that might be relevant to Batgirl. I did could, I did like his excuse for for dropping it though. Well, I lo- I loved I loved yeah, he was, he was his his candor was, was very honest. very very good. Whedon's also been Whedon's also been very good at deflecting the blame of things onto himself. Mm-hmm. So when the Scarlett Johansson. You know all of all the rewrites they had to do for her character in the second Avengers movie. It was because she was pregnant, right? And so they couldn't do a lot of the stuff they wanted to do with her. And never once did Whedon bring that up. He said, "Well, we we made some mistakes with the character." He he basically put it on himself instead of blaming his actress. So yeah. Well, here's what he said. Uh, he said, "Batgirl, such an exciting project. Warner's DC, such collaborative and supportive partners. It took me months to realize I really don't have a story." <laughs> he said, "I'm grateful to Jeff Johns and." Uh, Toby Emmerich and everyone who was so welcoming when I arrived and so understanding. Uh, is there a sexier word for failed? <laughs> he asks. Um, but uh, yeah, he just out and out admits it. I, I just don't have it. Mm. And the thing is, though, once he stepped off of it, it kind of put the project, well, not in jeopardy, but they pushed it back. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's not a priority anymore now. It's been hiatus. It's been hiatus, exactly. So that's the bad thing. You've got a Batgirl of Burnside, your template. That's It's a phenomenal well, graphic novel. They have 40 years of... Yeah. You know, stories to draw on. Yeah, and so. you know they've they've shown uh, you know the parts of Justice League that worked for me is when they weren't trying to explain backstory and shit. They just let the heroes be heroes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, let's let's take a quick break. Yeah, and uh, then I've got other DC. Yes, news. More attention uh, coming up for the DC. <laughs> DC. Wow, Gnort's coming to CW and some other stuff. Oh, oh I wish. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. After, After these messages, messages we'll, we'll be right back. back. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook, or are too busy, or have decided to make changes in their diet, and don't know where to start. 
This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients local. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever. Our friends at Cabin Fever, action figures, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, magic, and more. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of awesome giveable and receivable merchandise. They're so much more than a card store. Cabin Fever's been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wraps, books, and gifts since they opened their doors way back in 1982. Located at the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever has been helping the meek, the geek, and the freak since day one. Stop by and see what's in store. They're currently getting in their spring merchandise. Cabin Fever prides itself on hand-picking every item for the store, from books to greeting cards to action figures, all of it. Even their wrapping paper and bows. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says hey. They love to hear from the Geek Show customers. Since 1982, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. And we're back. Woo! Yeah. All right. Where did we go this time? Well... Because sometimes I imagine that we went to my dream palace. It was Aww. the Revolutionary War. Some of us <laughs> didn't make it back. Oh, God. I made it. Uh, okay. I'm not sure how I feel about this. All right. Is it DC? It's DC. It's DC. Right. Uh, what can you guys tell me about... Gnort. Cheetah. <laughs> the I Wonder Woman's, Wonder yeah. Woman's, Wonder Woman's villain. nemesis? Yeah. She's scary. And she, yeah. Like a cheetah. She's like a cheetah lady. But she got cheetah possessed lady. by like a hyena god of hunger or something, didn't not, she? Yeah. I know I'm like, going to get corrected. My neighbors can come she's over. She's like and a cheetah lady. It's not a cheetah god of hunger? Who's, no. Who's the Marvel equivalent? Chitara, I guess. <laughs> Catwoman. No. no Tigra. Tigra. Oh, Tigra. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, Marvel. Catwoman. I'm oh, stupid. Oh, Tigra. God. 
I abused myself to her when I was a Cheetah, kid. Yeah, but, Cheetah does well, have yeah, the, agree, you know. the new 52 relaunch of the Wonder Woman title actually has a really cool but, version of Cheetah. Now, oh, okay. wait till you hear they're talking well, so about having played Cheetah. Here's the, here's the deal. All right, well, here yeah, it is. is. I, I've read this. Uh, Cheetah, moniker that has been adopted by multiple characters over the years who generally known for having superhuman strength and agility. She's like uh, a tiger. She's a cheetah lady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman creator William Moulton Marston introduced her in 1943 in Wonder Woman number six. And she was promptly tied up. And uh, yes, uh, perhaps the most famous version of the character, Dr. Barbara Ann Minerva, yep. uh, didn't make her way to the comics until 87 when Len like, Wein uh, was writing. And she's like one of Diana's best friends. Yeah. Minerva yeah. is a British anthropologist and heiress who gains the powers of the cheetah after an expedition to the African jungle. Um they're talking to Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Which I'm... Her? Because I love you know, Kristen Wiig. I do too, but I I'm do. just not seeing it. If, but, yeah. Could I'm you take her to a superhero role unless it was something like 21 Jump Street? I mean, like, right. would it make it like a joke? or like? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't know. And also, I, I wonder if this... I mean, it was in The Hollywood Reporter... Yeah. And they confirmed that they're talking to her about it. Gosh, let it's me think. weird. Is there a British actress out there who has the, the physical chops and acting ability to play? Oh, the lady that headlines Killjoys. She's British. She's a really good actress. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's got the physicality to do that. Why don't you get Haley Atwell to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I just yep. don't know what the... I wonder what they're thinking. They should talk to Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> Or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's those got, the, are, she's got the skinny and all that. Both just, great choices. Yeah. I just I just wonder what they're thinking. That's all. I just I don't know. Maybe Kristen Wiig wants to do a more serious role as Chitara. From Thundercats. That's a oh, yeah. That's yeah. a different cat lady. That's a different cat lady. I mean, she, I, I'll say this. She can do serious. Uh, watch the Skeleton, skeleton Twins. Twins. Sure, sure. But could she be menacing? Menacing or like even just like, I don't know. No, you remember the thing I just she look did? at her and go, that's fucking Gilly. Remember the thing <laughs> they did with the with the, the Lawrence Welk tribute where she had the the full yeah. metamite arm, the tiny hands. Yeah, tiny I mean, that that was <laughs> yeah, terrifying. Gilly. <laughs> that was Gilly. Gilly. Okay, Gilly's terrifying. Yeah. So I think she could do it. It's a dramatic role. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, look at killed a snake and then I looked at the snake and I poked the snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that poor woman had to overcome so many things with her tiny hands. Tiny it, hands are dramatic. Yeah. Her Hulk Hoganish. Uh, Wavy hair, here's, big old forehead. <laughs> here's a, here's another uh, interesting casting. DC? No, no. Oh. Is comic book though? Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, the Men in Black spinoff, not, not sequel, spinoff, spinoff, not reboot. Uh huh. It so takes place in the same. Oh, the, sure, sure. Is uh-huh. the is the is the pug finally getting his own branch? Probably. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're talking to Chris Hemsworth. He's a funny guy. F. Gary Gray directed uh, Fate of the Furious uh, due to helm the movie, script by Iron Man writers Matt Holloway and Art Markham. If you said Shane Black, I would have just signed on immediately. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a release date of uh, June 14th of next year. Uh, so there you go. You know, okay, so comic book adaptations that I don't understand why they haven't happened. Why hasn't anybody adapted 100 Bullets? Uh, That'd be a great series. They're talking about a TV series. Yeah, that would be it a series. It should be a TV series. Anything, yeah. And it should be on cable because you got to be able yeah. to let, like, have people's heads They're, explode a lot. That's the thing. They're working on a TV mm. series. So who does Agent Graves? And is it only 100 episodes? I don't know. I, mm. I want to say that uh, uh, Bane was attached to it at one time. I could see, see him as one of the Minutemen. Tom Hardy was mm. attached I, in some way. I could <laughs> see him as one of the Minutemen, but I, I think Agent Graves, you've got to get somebody mm. that's got that 
that just fuckhead 60s quality to them, you know? Whatever happened to the 21 Jump Street Men in Black movie they were making? That is gone. I think I just... Oh, God. God. I think if you were to find the people involved, they would deny that it ever was an idea. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we got some other... Uh, you know, they've been talking about it and talking about it. They finally have a release date. The Crow... Oh, good. Re- reboot. Uh, remake. Don't they get a release god. date for this? Like, every two years they put a release date this, out? This time it's they mean it. Uh, oh, for realsies. Okay. It says for realsies. Yeah. Before. <laughs> They've got it October of next year, October 11th. Uh, Momoa, Aquaman, is going to star. Oh, they okay. changed it? Okay. Yeah. So it's um, Swole Crow now. And they said that... <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> they said that Corrin uh, uh, Hardy, who uh, did the horror film The Nun... Did you say Corn? Uh, Corin. Corin. Oh, okay. Corin. I like Corin better. Uh, he's going to helm the project. You said the nun, N-O-N-E, or N- N-U-N? N-U-N. The oh. nun. It's coming this year. It's, oh, shit. It's based on that other horror movie that had the nun painting in it. It's, it's a, based on my kindergarten class. Yes. Um, beat by a nun. And and boy, here's here's the here's the great news. Uh, it's 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 said to be a faithful adaptation of the original comic. So that means it's going to not be good. <laughs> that comic's boring. I was bored by that comic. Yeah. So why do they keep wait? Why do they keep digging this turd up? I don't know. So Momoa's going to be the rock star. Yeah. He's he's going to be the. This crow works the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> his crow his crow's his own roadie. I don't know. Edward Furlong was pretty buff too. <laughs> another uh, another project that's just been kind of simmering that I know Shannon has been dreading. Dreading. Oh, good. It's the simmering. Is the six million dollar man, but it's billion dollar, of course. Yeah, of course. Adjusted for inflation. Right. Maya just brought me a bunch of mint condition uh, six million dollar man comic books over to my house <laughs> from like the seventies. Um, Are they good? I don't, well, I don't know. I'm not going to read I think them. they were sitting in the... <laughs> I, I'm going to get frames for them and hang them up. I was going to hang them up like art, yeah. I think they were sitting in the free bin at Dr. Volts for about six years. <laughs> so that means they're good. Yeah. But they have a release date and a star, and it's going forward. The $6 billion man, mm. May 31st of 2019. That's how much uh-huh. faith they have in the idea. Is it still Lee Majors? It is Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Hey, oh, did you hey, hear the palpable, to, hey, ID Oscar for me. <laughs> did you hear the palpable silence when you made that announcement? <laughs> well, I know, right? I just, see, I just, I just looked at the, you like, ugh. The thing with Wahlberg, Why though, do I do this? You bring me so much bad news all the time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Wahlberg, though, is that he just needs the good director. <laughs> That's true. He, does, he can be he good, does, but no he also bad. has... Uh, he doesn't know a quality project when he sees one, because no. I wanted to do... Uh, uh, an adaptation of Boogie Nights called Hoagie Nights. Oh, what? and the last scene—I mean, it's just gonna be him going around like making sandwiches and feeding skinny, skinny people. And then at the end, he's gonna be like, everybody has a special something. He's gonna pull a hoagie out of his pants. Oh, and uh, what's in the hoagie? It's not seven, dummy. I don't. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> also, uh, it's 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 pronounced hoogie. Yeah. Also, you know, hoogie nights. Man, I don't know why somebody didn't buy that treatment. <laughs> well, they bought the emoji movie for Christ's sake. <laughs> they did. I mean, seriously. Um. Then a couple of other things. Tell me something there? nice. God okay, here's it. some casting. All right. Uh, we're early into Captain Marvel's production. Right? Okay, okay. We've, I'm with out, you so far. Does that come out next year? It, it, uh, let's see. Um, March 8th of 2019. Okay, okay. Um, we, uh, and, you know, we've, we've had the picture of the, the costume that everyone's freaking out about. Oh, yeah. And I'm like. Because we, we all know that color correction happens later. Yeah. It's canon. It. Mm, yeah. It's the colors of yeah. Captain Marvel. Right. Worst movie ever. Uh, it's in the comic books. Uh, but we have not heard a lot of details about the villain. One of the villains. 
Uh, Gemma Chan, who is in Humans, Fantastic Beasts, and Doctor Who, is set to play Dr. Min Irva, a Kree geneticist and spy who crosses paths with Captain Marvel at some point. Minerva. I wonder if those five seven-foot-two, seven-foot-five guys from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are going to play Kree in the Captain Marvel. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, So we've got that. Uh, In the comics, Minerva is best known for her attempts at tracking down Captain Marvel in hopes of procreating with him in order to create the perfect offspring. It's for genetics purposes. Uh, so given Minerva's traditional obsession with Marvel's DNA and Carol's power coming from being exposed to Marvel's genetic material. It, How did she get exposed to his materials? Well, he gave it, he it's gave just it everywhere. everywhere. It's well, like cuz his ship crashed. No, it's like a Jackson Pollock painting. His, <laughs> his ship his ship crashed and he needed somebody of strong will to come and take his power. Mm-hmm. And so she showed up and and his power chose her and then she became the Green Lantern. I love this so far. Keep going. I can't it's think the of same fucking origin story. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I can't think of that character's name without thinking that Seinfeld, we can't remember the girl's name. Mulva? <laughs> Minerva? Minerva? Why can't we get something shiny like Captain Murder? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we got uh, this info, which I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, because uh, Bendis, to me, Brian Michael Bendis, is, is one of the great writers, I think. <laughs> I, I, you, you just show me a title with his name on it, and I will pick it up. I do. And, really? and it's always satisfying. Really? It always does the job. Now I have a challenge. He yes, always leaves do. Carrie satisfied. Always does. Uh, he is. He has been put in charge of the uh, Kitty Pride movie. Uh-huh. And Tim Miller, Deadpool director, is How going is this to, gonna drive going this to direct it. to DC? I do not know. Oh, that's but, a good uh, question. But he is, he is going to handle the treatment. I, good. And uh, the code name for the project is 143. And that's a hint, apparently, because... Uh, that's the first issue, I think, Kitty Pryde was uh, the, the project, yes, reference to Uncanny X-Men number 143, one of the earliest Kitty Pride stories. In her first solo adventure, she faced a demon alone in the X-Mansion. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Claremont and John Byrne. Yes, I think she popped up in 127, but... Yeah, she probably... This, this is the first her story first that she like starred solo? Yeah, yeah, she starred in the story. So there you go. Um, I'm actually kind of interested in that. And I don't often get, you know... Do we yeah, know if I, you know, I'm excited for... Uh, Bendis is going to start writing Superman. Soon. I, issue 1001. Is the, is the New Mutants movie still on? track uh it is the first one that was planned to be a trilogy yeah they're not sure what to do now with this this whole marvel thing disney absorbing everything uh because that you know and again everyone is making that like it's going to happen and to everyone i just say there's a lot of paperwork i was wrong by the way it was issue 127 127. was her first appearance very good Thank you for doing your due diligence. I have to, because I don't want to have 5,000 people correct me for the next six months. Uh, you're wrong. Uh. Well, obviously, you don't like X-Men that much. You would have known it was issue 129, and even then, she was barely there. They just showed up to talk to her parents, and they were Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of things uh, to uh, look at, because we know you listen to this while you're at work. Uh, just go online right now and look at... Uh, you're doing a great job, Karen. <laughs> Don't let them tell you differently. Don't sign the ID10T form because it really spells idiot. <laughs> Watch out it. for that, Karen. We're at, oh. We got your backs here. Uh, go and take a look at the trailer for Lost in Space Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, it looks it's, cool. Uh, it looks good looking. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's uh, Molly Parker, Parker Posey, Toby Stevens. Parker Posey. Uh, it is coming April 13th. Oh. And it uh, looks interesting. Oh, then when the voice comes out, Danger Will Robinson. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the ship looks really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, awesome. looks like, it looks like a flying saucer. Yep. It, it looks like the Jupiter too. And how's Matt LeBlanc in it? Uh, he's not uh, seen he's not, in the trailer. He's not playing the, doc- he's not playing the creepy yeah. Uncle Doctor. Uh, another <laughs> great show that is coming is the Return of Legion, which we love. Oh, I, God damn! I love that show. Yay. Legion is fantastic. Uh, I want to see what happened when he got turned into a little metal ball and flew away. Just I want to see. Spoiler alert! I want to see what happens <laughs> when the, when the spooky girl from Parks and Rec. Yeah, hangs out with Jermaine for too long, and yeah. they relaunch Flight of the Concords. Well, that's <laughs> this trailer is yeah. all her. It's all her talking it's about all how Aubrey Plaza making you wonder whether the first season actually happened. Why? That's not what it made me wonder. Really? No, it made me wonder why she's so menacing and so overwhelmingly attractive at the same time. I know. Right? And then I felt bad for slightly objectifying her, and then I wrote her an apology letter, mm-hmm. and then I got a restraining order. But uh, yeah, go go <laughs> look her? for that. It's a busy weekend for you. <laughs> go yeah. look. Go look for that. It's just a sixty-second tease where she's looking at you directly, you know, directly at you, and making you wonder whether. Whether it all happened? Whether it all happened. Well, because at one or... point in the trailer, she says, I'm not even real. You're imagining me right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cool. Uh, My imagination's awesome. So that's, uh, that's, that's the uh, Farouk. Yeah. Is the character? What's the, what's the Shadow King. The Shadow, Shadow King. King. That's it. Yep. Shadow no, King. I, I, knew, I knew the second they showed Jermaine in his, his costume was just right out of Claremont's <laughs> run. On, and he's like, oh, God, he's wearing the twill suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's uh, take another break, and we'll uh, come back. Do you have uh, movie reviews or anything? Yeah. Games? Got a few. Oh, Games yeah. coming up as well. Yep. After Good these messages, messages, we'll be right back. back. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of March. 2018 at Dr. Volt's. On Saturday, March 31st, all back issues and graphic novels will be 20 to 50% off. That's a great chance for you to save some money at Dr. Volt's that day. Also look for Immortal Men. There is a secret history to the DC universe of heroes who have protected humanity from the shadows since the dawn of time and who can live forever. Enter the Immortal Men. Superstar writer Jim Lee headlines on this next chapter of the new wave of DC heroes. Look for Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Image presents Oblivion Song. A decade ago, 300,000 citizens of Philadelphia were suddenly lost in oblivion. The government made every attempt to recover them, but after many years, they gave up. Nathan Cole won't. He makes daily trips, risking his life to try and rescue those still living in the apocalyptic hellscape of oblivion. But maybe Nathan is looking for something else. Why can't he resist the siren call of Oblivion Song? Also, Dr. Bolts wants you to be aware of Edison Bell, the original maker. Velody Studios' latest Kickstarter project is Edison Bell, the original maker. Edison Bell reprints over 500 pages of stories and do-it-yourself projects from the golden age of comics. Read along as Edison Bell foils kidnappings and saboteurs with homemade inventions and then instructs you on how you can build them at home. Back to Kickstarter today. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more. And the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer. 
because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about My Workout Buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, My Workout Buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my work Workout Buddy SLC or email me myworkoutbuddyslc at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. And we're back. Woo! Yeah. And we're taking a look right now. And you, I guess you can find this online. Where is this, Lee? I would go to, uh, if you don't follow Ryan Otley on Facebook, you you should, because Ryan's uh, an amazing stand-up person, and he draws really awesome funny books. So we, We've had him on the show a couple of times. He's mm-hmm. a local, and he's just... He was he was at the time heartbreakingly shy. Did he ever get over that? I, oh, it, damn it! I think he's got the uh, the artist's conundrum. But I think how how many issues of Invincible were there? I mean, he did that comic for over ten years. It was like a hundred and thirty something or forty something, and quite he a few. he did stellar work yeah. every single issue. So and so go out and look for his uh, Facebook page because he's got character designs for all of the Spider Man characters that he will be drawing. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet gig, uh, right? It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. I remember w- talking to him, and I don't think it was it was on mic because you know he was worried about getting into trouble. But mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the story anyway. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he, when he drew Superman briefly, and uh, I said, said well, "What's that like?" And he goes, "Well, I'm drawing Superman, which is cool, but at the same time, they keep sending my work back mm-hmm. and making notes about how it has to be." It has to be a certain way. His curl of his hair has to be a certain way. Yeah. You know, you. Jeez. Well, so he, wasn't, he wasn't rock star Ryan Otley he, yet. And he wasn't a rock star. He was a new time. guy still. Right. Uh, and he didn't draw Superman for too long, as no. I recall. Because you get guys like George Perez. They're, they're rock yeah. star illustrators. And you don't tell George Perez how he's going to draw mm-hmm. Superman because you're getting George Perez as Superman. Or if but, Tim Sale, uh, or it wasn't Tim Sale, that he's the writer. But he is uh, the new artist on Su- uh, Spider-Man. And we're very proud of him and happy for him. And uh, who's writing? Nick Spencer? Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer is writing. Yeah, now he just that, came uh, off Secret Empire, right? Uh, yes, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Dan Slott going to Iron Man. Looking forward oh, to seeing oh, what he does with that. Nice. Uh, so I like how Marvel's bringing all their characters back. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly have been okay with yeah. the experimenting they've been doing. I mean, the, 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 the most recent run with Iron Man with Riri Williams has just been... Mm-hmm. 
a great little run, I think. And and I pass those comics right on to my niece, and yeah. she just eats them up. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it's too bad. I would like... Well, I mean, I think we're going to... Honestly, we're going to get Shuri in that in that iron, I think. I, possibly. I mean, she's, That's me. in the comics, she's she's out Stark, Stark a couple of times. So oh, yeah. I, I could see that being a, a fun collaboration, but I could also see her being a mentor for Riri. I want to see that. That Ironheart character would be really mm-hmm. just awesome to see. Mm-hmm. And it um, seems like Marvel understands that uh, that's that's maybe a good move to make uh, financially too. I think so. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. So we've got to, oh oh yeah, Ryan Murphy, the guy who starts projects and then leaves them. and then leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> oh, Star Morse? Trek. I'm um, gone. Yeah, let, let me start this. Uh, let me get you excited about mm-hmm. it. Oh, I'm leaving. Uh, let's see. Uh, amazing stories. Let me get you started on. The, ah, oh, no, wait, I'm leaving. No, no. I'm leaving. Well, he now has a home. Who, why do people keep hiring him? Because he's leaving. Because he, <laughs> he won't be there for long. He now has a home. Uh, Netflix has thrown him all the money and all the creative leeway that he wants. And I think that's what he was waiting for. Mm. Yeah. Was people who would not come back to him with notes. And Netflix is famous for that. They'll so just say, finally, yeah. somebody's relaunching the monsters. They'll say, oh, I, I would, oh God, I would love that. He did so, look for that. That was Ryan uh, Murphy Munsters. That was him that did that, that did single that, episode. That one episode. That, that was, was so that good. was that was was that Brian Murphy? I thought that was the guy from Pushing Daisies, Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller. Oh, it was Brian Fuller. Yeah. Okay, all right. And that was good. Yes. All right. So anyway, Ryan Murphy is taking all of the money. Am I getting my, my Ryan yeah, Murphy and my Brian? Ryan Murphy. I think I'm I getting think, them all. Uh, so you were talking about Star Trek and stuff. That's Brian Fuller. That's Brian Fuller. Yeah. Ryan Murphy did uh, That's right. he, he did uh, had Glee the and he did American Horror Story That's right. and Amer- True, Cr- That's American right. Crime Story or okay. whatever. So he always has a good first season and the rest suck. Yeah, yeah. He has a yeah, tendency to. So it's to... Brian Fuller that keeps jumping. All right. I'm sorry, Ryan Murphy. Enjoy the money. <laughs> yeah. Let us know when Brian Fuller wants yeah. to talk. Let, yeah. yeah, someone give Brian Fuller a call from Netflix and let him do all that. All right. Also, but, tell him Takovma yeah. is hard to understand. It is. Uh, let's see some other stuff that is happening. You're getting a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Why? Why? Oh my! Because I'll tell you what. Screaming ten year olds. Fuck yeah! Because you yeah, have an emoji they, movie. They love that shit. Well, they, they better go- they better goosebumps it and not uh not you know rated R no, scary movie. It's 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 being made by Blumhouse. Mm. They're the horror movie people, mm. so they can probably bring it in at PG thirteen. I bet if they don't, they're stupid. Yeah, yeah. if they don't. They're no, stupid. wait, hold on. My kids would see it anyway. Yeah. Make it R if so you want. It doesn't they'll, matter. They'll, 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 it's true. They all saw fucking Deadpool. Uh, it's Chris, the first R rated slasher movie for kids. Yeah, Chris Columbus is going to direct it. So oh, yeah, he'll be a kids movie. He'll make it. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Uh, but how many of these games are there? How oh, many there's like five know. or. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the name of the game. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's the there the, are a lot the of them, the sister location because and, yeah, um, it started off on just mobile and then it moved to Steam. Got some versions of it on PC. I don't know if it's made it to consoles but, yet, but on mobile, there's like five or six of I, those games. They I just keep like them out. that we're getting back into scary stories, but honestly, sci-fi, please uh, stop it with the the scary show from the. From the creepy pasta people because I can't handle it. Oh, the no. um, um, the butcher's block this time around. I can't. Yeah, what's I it called? Take. It's uh, Channel Zero. Channel Zero. Uh, you guys are freaking my shit out. I Is can't. Scary? So they're doing their job, is what you're saying? Yeah, Too and their well. commercials play during my 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 happy stories, like the Magicians. And I love uh, that show. I love the Magicians. It's so fantastic. Yeah. And then you're watching that, and then some 
Channel Zero commercial comes on, and I have to cry and ask my wife to hit me over the head so I can forget the commercial. The first one with the tooth child, that was good. It just went too long. And I think they learned their lesson from that, because then the second series was The No Warehouse. Mm Mm-hmm. Was only eight issue uh, episodes, and that was just enough. And now it's now it's uh, I think it's, it's like six isn't freaky it? cannibals. Yeah, so cannibals, <laughs> freaky cannibals. The show, and, you know, Rutger, Rutger Hauer. If you think oh, can- he's scary, by cannibals himself. wig you out. Imagine what it's like for a vegan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. I figured you'd be yelling at the TV. You deserve it. <laughs> Get him, Mabel. I, I did, Get him. I taught the kids what a cannibal was this year. It was like, oh, God, on purpose. They had, well, they asked me. They were like reading a book. Hey, Mister Barnson, what's a cannibal? Uh-huh. Oh, it's a person that eats people. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that fake like a Draculia? Yeah, no, they're no, real. real. They exist, yeah. man. I'm just glad you didn't have people a eat people and you just see all their minds just expanded just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when Kiko's like this, <laughs> their like, worldview, their worldview went. <laughs> No. Just a little it's bit. Like, <laughs> then I, now they're thinking, who in my life is a, is a cannibal, and I don't know. Because you said directly, that just reminded me of somebody. There was there was a post or some meme or something like this that said, "Science once again ruins your favorite stories," and it was uh, the Dracula, and you know he comes out at night uh, by the light of the full moon. Right. Which is actually sunlight reflected, so he can't go out at night. <laughs> I never thought um, about that. Yeah. So Dracula's. It's like the it's like know. the people that He's fuck. Like, he has to just stay in his house. It's basically. like the people that fuck it's with like the Medusa thing. Because if the image of Medusa oh. is going to turn you to stone, even the reflection of the image of Medusa should turn you to stone. Yeah. So looking in your shiny fucking shield to see the yeah. Jesus job Christ, per- this shit's been freaking Perseus. You're being that you're being that geek. First. I know, right? Mythology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't be like that. Lee. I'm sorry, Agamemnon. Just enjoy the myth. <laughs> your mythology is problematic. <laughs> enjoy the myth, Lee. Myth. The myth. Myth. Yes. And there's no. <laughs> there's there's no way that Gearcraft was at a level that it would have allowed Bubo in that Just century. Enjoy the myth. Yeah. <laughs> the myth. The myth. Oh, the myth. I enjoyed the myth. I just, I got it's here. one of my favorite lines from some Muppet movie. I can't remember. It says, no, no, yeah. you don't understand. It's a myth. A what? A myth. A myth. And then, what's her name? Steps out. Carol. What's her name? Uh, from Taxi. Steps out from behind something and goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> It's a myth. It's like a <laughs> anyway, sorry. Speaking of the Muppets, I had to drag the Muppets in there. Uh, this uh, this Disney app uh, that w- you know they've been threatening with us with for a long time uh, projected to launch next year, and of course that's where you're going to have to go to get your Star Wars and your Indiana Jones and mm. all your Disney uh, products. Oh, this is the Watchy Watches. The Watchy Watches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have decided they're going to reboot the Muppets and put it on there. Well, somebody's. Got to reboot it every two years, about, or uh, orphans die. I, I hope it's about um, Kermit the Frog and, and Miss Piggy's sex life again. I really enjoyed. I, I hate. Oh, I, I forgot liked, about that. I actually liked it. I liked the new I Muppet liked show. The new I did too. Muppets. I did. We're we're in a minority. I, I because Pepe the King Prawn at one point looked straight at the camera and said, "Gender's a construct, okay?" And I just thought that was fucking hysterical. No, I I, loved I liked it. it. Uh, we're we're in a minority, but we liked it. Yeah. So they're gonna put the Muppets back on well, there. So. I don't think people actually understand the the DNA of the Muppets, though, because they think Muppets and they're thinking the Muppet movie. They don't realize you know, if you watch the what four seasons of the Muppet Show on TV, really subversive counterculture shit. Oh yeah, and sometimes cabaret acts that got kind of racy. And then if you watch the old SNL Muppet well, stuff, it started subversive on right. SNL. Yeah. yeah, it was it was Crog the Caveman and his and his quest to get laid and get stoned. It yeah, was, yeah. Anyway, um, Carrie, you're in the media elite. 
liberal. Oh, sorry, liberal, liberal media, media uh, elite, limousine liberal media elite. Lamestream, oh. lamestream media. And, and I claim West Coast because I I enjoy because he goes there. West Side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we going to bring the Gong Show back, man? I haven't heard anything. I hope they do because. You you and I just fucking love that show. It's amazing. Uh, it took, uh, Jimmy would come over and watch yeah. it at my house. It yeah. took my wife three episodes to realize who the host was. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that, I mean, that's, I remember we were watching the first time, Kat and I, and, I go, and Kat's like, right when he comes out, Kat goes, that guy's face is kind of fucked up. Like that, and I started <laughs> looking at it. I could hear him talk. I go, that's totally Mike Myers. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it took, he, he, did, he did one of his Mike Myerisms. You know, he kind of did his, his weird grin thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so. I haven't heard a thing. Talk I, to your contacts. I will. I'll make, make it some, happen. Please. I'll make some calls. <laughs> you just uh, make a call to your friend Bradley Cooper. I will. I'll make some calls to Hollywood, and we'll get on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's I, his name? Bradley Whitfield. Could you get, call him? One of the Bradleys. Yeah. I know them all. Brad- <laughs> <laughs> Alan Alda. Go get I know Ryan Fuller was working on more the to, more show. <laughs> he left. left because he didn't get any creative. <laughs> or was it, or was it Ryan Murphy? Oh, who knows? One of them. They're the same fucking. They're the same fucking guy. Brian Fuller. They're the same guy. It was actually Brian Austin Green. They do shows with dead people. I don't know. I just feel bad they didn't bring Klinger back. That was too bad. It was the best part of the original Gong Show. Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr is a judge. Yeah, he was always a judge. Yeah, because Cloris Leach would look over and she'd be like, "What's up with you, Jamie Farr?" And he'd be like, "I don't know." And he'd hit the gong, and then Gene. And J.P. Morgan was always there. J.P. Morgan, who took her shirt off one time. Yeah, J.P. Morgan. And then then two girls would come out, lick a lollipop, and then they cut the commercial because they realized they broke all the rules. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Do we have uh, movies, games? Where do you? Yeah, I got, I got both. All right, I got DVD and and a few ones. So uh, I'll just say right now, I didn't see Death Wish. The new one, the new Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis one. I've yeah. heard nothing but bad things. No, it's just, and I've heard the main thing is that it's a horrible time for it to come out right now. There's that, yeah. and yeah. it's just like you should have held this back, you know. So, well, apparently, you got held back with when Las Vegas happened. They held then it, hold back it back, back again. Sorry, because, so yeah, but you know, in in our current climate right now, are you going to hold it back, waiting for a time where we don't have mass shootings happening all the time? Because exactly. you're yeah. never going to release that movie. Just never be able to release that movie. Yeah. 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 So, uh, now that can be done. Let's just go. Let's move on. But it's it's Eli Roth. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but the one I did see in the world. We're still oh, did like, Eli Roth make it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not going to see it then. He's mm. gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one I did see, and uh, here we go. Uh, Red Sparrow. Oh, okay. So I've heard great things about this one. Yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence uh, plays. Basically, you saw the trailer. There's like, oh, they they're making a Black Widow movie. You know, it's oh, she's Russian. She gets injured. She gets put into a, a training school. Becomes a spy. Sexy times. Blah blah blah. Shoot him up. Uh, what this movie really is is that she breaks her foot. And what she calls it gets sent to horror school. Uh, after the third rape scene in like the first twenty minutes, Cat and Boats is like. I don't want to be here anymore. And so, and just gratuitous and not boring as hell. Two hours and 40 minutes long. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, There's the biggest crime. I'll tell you right. I mean, and, <laughs> and she's, still, I still like her as an actress, but God. Oh, yeah. But I'll say this right now, though. The shit she pulled on Colbert the other day. She's was, obnoxious. She's just a dumbass. I'm yeah. sorry. But like, that was so stupid to just like try to call out. Be like, if you got, was if you're a. If you're a hater with a blog, you know, basically don't go see it. Like your opinion doesn't matter, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's like 98 percent of the movie critics right now. Well, that's. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, that's to, to go in that defense. You know, your movie's bad. Yeah. yeah before it releases, our, our friend Caitlin Booth had the best summary. I think when she said that you know, if you have to, if you have to justify 
the empowerment of this character with multiple rape scenes, you're just a lazy fucking writer. It's true. So. I mean, no, no shit. There's two rape scenes in the first. Then they put this girl on her knees and basically because they're supposed to be seduction and like not, you know, fearful of getting into like that. So they put this girl on her knees and go like suck his dick. And she starts screaming, and then then the one scene where they try to make her look powerful, she just gets up on the on the desk and takes her clothes off and says, "Do it." And I was like, "That's Ugh. empowerment, huh?" Yeah, oh. I I was so grossed out by this movie. Um, Joel Edgerton, who I like a lot too, is has nothing really to do in it. Uh, one star at the most. It sounds <laughs> like everyone's going to see Black Panther again. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. It's a different uh, color and animal. Well, <laughs> Let's go see that. Jennifer Lawrence isn't doing herself any favors either. She had a she had a thing a couple years back where she sat on some sacred stones in Hawaii, and she was just so flippant about it. Yeah. And, and the Hawaiian the people in Hawaii were like, you know, those are kind of sacred stones. We ask your people to be really careful around them, and she was so fucking obnoxious about it really? afterwards. Like, oh, I sat on your sacred stones. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, no, you're a privileged fuckhead, is what you are. Well, so. cat. You know, because Kat, you know, I liked her too. Back in the, you know, she's the one who tripped on the stairs when she won her Oscar. Sure. And so you're like, oh, and she laughed it off and like all this kind of shit. So you're like, oh, she's, you know, she's a goof ass. And then all of a sudden, but Kat said, every time, every time she does something, she's like, I don't think I like her anymore. Yeah. And so she's mm. like, she's going to have to earn it back because after Mother and this and then uh, the rest, space movie. The space movie. See, with, I didn't oh, mind passengers. With, with crisp rat. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind oh, it. Okay. I, it's I actually okay. liked it. I mean, yeah. Wasn't that kind of rapey too? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's kind of why he woke her up. Mm. So <laughs> she needs to get a new agent or something and get some better. You know, Hunger Games are over, so she right, needs something else. Uh, so yeah, one star on that. Uh, Blu-rays and DVD wise, well, like you said earlier, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok on no. Blu-ray. Uh, there's 14 deleted scenes, and I'd say the majority of them are gold, and quite a few of them are just Doctor Strange fucking with Thor. Oh really? Yeah, oh, I like a, that. that there's funny. a whole there's a whole alternate where uh, he doesn't actually make Loki fall for half an hour. That's one of my favorite. Uh, he's he's actually transported him into a, a limbo dimension inside a porta potty at a construction site. <laughs> I must see these. And, so, and, he goes, and he's like trapped in there, and the guy just walked out, and uh, Doctor uh, Strange had given him a key. Yep, yep. <laughs> and he's like, used the key, and he opened up the. And he's like. <laughs> Why did you need a key? No one else needed a key. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch these. Yeah, right. yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. I have been followed for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been followed yeah. for 30 minutes. Can you imagine how terrifying that would It was such a fun movie. Uh, and yeah. and it, I don't know why people had a problem with that they, part of it. I just don't like joy. Yeah. I, I kind of needed to laugh at that particular point in my life. Uh, yeah. I needed to laugh hard for two hours before I walked out for the firestorm that our world has become. Yeah, so. that's right. It was November. Uh if you do, well, it'll be after this, but if, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, if you heard a giant scream across the valley, that'd be me hearing that Lady Bird won uh, Best Picture. Wow. So, no, I don't want it to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Man Who Invented Christmas with uh, with Legion's Dan Stevens uh, is about Charles Dickens. Pretty good, actually. I've heard it's good. Christopher Plummer plays uh, Scrooge, and it's like, just everything's in his mind and everything. It's it's really cool, actually. Uh, Wonder Wheel, that's Woody Allen's new one, not so great. Uh, no, let's called, just let him stop now, too. Right. Uh, the Breadwinner is nominated for Best Animated Movie. Uh, there's a Death Wish Blu-ray coming out. So if you want to get the original what, one. Is it the originals? Original yeah. Ugly Motherfucker? Charles Brunson. Yeah. I was, right. I, was, I, was, I was telling Jen, I was like, you've never seen Charles Death Brunson. Wish? And she's like, no. I and I go, Death oh, Witch. it's back in the old days when ugly people could be movie That's stars. Right. That's right. It's <laughs> amazing that he can make so many movies without eyes. Yeah. <laughs> in every movie. Yeah. Apparently, someone told me that's Jeff Goldblum's first movie, Death Wish. Yeah, huh? 
I have to go back and look at it. Oldman's in it? That's what He's I probably know. one of the toughs that gets murdered. Yeah, he, he, he gets I murdered. Know. I know the uh, Citizen uh, Kane of, two th- of uh, 1981, Buckaroo Banzai, was one of his first speaking roles. Uh, I, uh, yeah. uh, you, with your gun, and, oh, and I see... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. People Magazine, Sexiest <laughs> Man Alive, 1984. It was. That's yeah. that for movies. The Fly. The Fly. Yep. He was he was a sex symbol in that yep. in that movie. He's, he could have been Jurassic Park, and he's a sex symbol again. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, games. We went opposite to be. A, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also still got the abs. See, if you really uh, want to see the best Jeff Goldblum movie ever, though, it's a it's a French movie with Bob Hoskins called The Favor of the Watch and the Really Big Fish. Oh, I've seen that. We watched plays, that together. We did. He plays uh, an on escaped, VHS tape. He plays an escaped inmate from an asylum who uh, is wearing white robes and uh, has long hair and a beard, when Bob Hoskins, who is a X-rated Foley artist and also right. a photographer who recreates Bible scenes but can't find his Jesus, sees him. Wow. And, uh, and uh, yeah, this movie There's has... a lot going on there. Yeah, this movie has a, a scene where uh, a bunch of nuns see Jeff Goldblum wandering in the park, and they've got a little blind boy with them. And he walks up to him and goes, oh, I'll, I'll just put my hands on him. He'll heal his uh, sight. Uh, hmm. And right then, a, a golf ball hits the kid in the head and brings his sight back. <laughs> so all the nuns are like, it's, it's a miracle. The movie, it's subtle. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> it's it's not only, it's not the favor of the watch and the really big fish. Okay. But what's, what's worth watching more than anything is Bob Hoskins doing X-rated movie fully work. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> It's official. <laughs> All right. It's official. I got to see it. He played freak number one. <laughs> in in he 1974. Freak number one. He's one of the toughs. Hey, uh, I'm a freak. Hi. There you go. Hey, I'm a freak. So uh, if you ever well, get to interview him, you should be like, do I, should I call you uh, Mr. Goldblum or freak number one? Freak number one. <laughs> oh, and the, uh, his, his, his the other great boy. foreign yeah. film, The Tall Guy. Oh, oh yeah, which ends in an Elephant Man musical. That's uh, right. Sendo somewhere up in heaven. Uh, there's an angel with big ears. Uh, mm, <laughs> uh, uh. Jeff Goldblum's sex- sexiness is like fashion style. It just keeps coming around every, every couple decades. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes yeah. back around. Imagine when he's ninety, and they're like, he'll still, you know, see, it'll and, be. And he's perfect in this role because Taiki Watiti just just said, "Go be Jeff Goldblum." Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I, you're not playing a role. You're Jeff his, Goldblum. Yeah. His Imagine you have a planet of slaves. Yes. that you make fight. <laughs> his best line in the movie. He's not even. He's not even there when it's said because I've, I've watched it now a couple of times at home. Uh, it's when Banner first tries to fly the plane because, you know, he doesn't have a PhD in flying spaceships. <laughs> He's hitting all these buttons and the hologram pops up. It's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> and the confetti on his orgy ship. <laughs> the, the, the deleted scene that I saw that's online that's just, it's just brilliant is him trying to explain to his assistant about the universal symbol for I need the check at a restaurant. <laughs> and if, I, if I go like if I go like this, if I go like this, what, was that, what, does, what does that mean? What does this mean? No, no. Clearly, this means you know. And, it, yeah. and the, the woman is just being great. She it's one like, of the ladies from Shark versus Eagle, uh, so she's just got this deadpan. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, it's and hilarious. These like after we record. <laughs> anyway, games. What do we got? Games. Uh, so we're at that time of year where a lot of uh, small indie games are kind of just getting pushed out the door. Our friend Danny Powers' game Dive is out. Dive. Dive. When did that come what out? Is that? Uh, it came out a couple weeks ago. Nice. It's a it's a, a game that she was working on while she was, I think, finishing up her degree, and then it was so good that they just went to market with it. And I think it's free on Steam. Oh, nice! If you want to check out work from a, a local person done good, yeah, yeah. So 
So uh, also coming out uh, this week, if you remember the Fear Effect games back from the PlayStation 1, there's a new one of those coming out, Fear Effect Sedna. Uh, Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition. I believe that's uh, all the DLC wrapped up, and it's, some, it's on uh, PS4, Xbox, and uh, PC. And the mobile versions of, of it's out, and it's fun. Yeah, it's like actually... kind of like a stripped-down version of the main game, but, yeah, but good. It looks like, like Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. but it has the full Final Fantasy XV game in it. Yep. Uh, Life is Strange, Before the Storm, so the nice. sequel, prequel... It's a. It's the second one, but, but it's not a prequel. A pre-sequel. But not. No, it's not a. Pre- I guess it could be. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's getting a physical release now for your Xbox and. Uh, oh, I love getting physical uh, release. PS4, so you got a disc instead of just downloadable. Life is strange. I think you would actually like Gary. It's it's Thanks. a it's kind of a murder mystery, time travel, uh, teen angst, murder suicide. Well, you had me Detective a teen story. angst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> then we got a whole bunch of the like. Small games that nobody's really heard of. Uh, let's see, something called Earthlock, Cinderin uh, Kakura Peach unlock Beach. Unlock the Earth. Cinderin Kakura Peach Beach Splash. Oh yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> a classic, you know. Acceleration of Suguri Two. I, I don't know. Suguri is uh, afraid of speed. Oh, okay. I guess so. And then uh, let's see. There's also uh, Vermintide Two. If you played that, Warhammer Vermintide One. It's the second. Skaven. Yeah, second one's coming out uh, this week. Skaven have these rat ogres. So if you're afraid of rats, you see an eight foot tall rat. Weird looking. Yeah. And uh, that about wraps it up for this week. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, Let's see. What do you got there? I've got something. I brought brought presents. Presents? Yeah. Oh, Prezzies! So it's the DC version of the the mystery boxes, the Legend of Collectors. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the theme is something that's not one of my fans' bases. So I was going to bring it and give it to everybody else. So there's a stress reliever, Green Lantern. A Green Lantern stress ball. I'll keep that. Oh! I I want that. I decided I want that because I know where these two are going. So then you're thinking this is the pinnacle of awesome right here? Oh, those are cute. I don't know if you can wear a medium, but I don't. I I, I I do, but I don't wear... Greenlander, so maybe that could be a pub quiz prize. Okay. Oh, but here's the big one. So it's Chip. Oh, oh fuck awesome. Oh, oh, the one Green Lantern that I love. Chip so, guy and Chip. Kilowog. So, Those are my three favorite fucking lanterns. I'm I told not you. even kidding. I fucking told you yeah. on the drive up. I said, so we just said that we make you guys fight for oh, it. Oh man, those are so cool. So. <laughs> Chip oh. is the is the is the squirrel Green Lantern. Look him up. It's C H apostrophe P. Chip. He's a Green Lantern that's a squirrel. He's my favorite one. <laughs> my two favorite. Hey, and there's Kilowog and Guy Gardner. Yeah, yeah. I want Chip and Kilowog. Well, you got to take all three. I oh, think. you guys can. You guys can. I don't collect those pops. I only collect Rick and Morty. Oh, so mm. <laughs> so you can have them. Yay! <laughs> so thanks, to DC, I, for that. Yeah, look, that's awesome. Look on, thanks, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, the look on Sinestro's face here is just, those are so look cool. Let me see these. <laughs> on Kilowog's face. I was like, He's I was like, ah, oh, fucking fuck you. <laughs> if they ever release Chip as a as a single, then I'll pick him up. If I get those I pops, I'm going to have to start collecting other Green Lantern pops, and then I'm just going to have to branch out to just, DC pops, and yeah. I, I can't do it. I, I got to draw the line at Rick I'm and good. Morty. A, Are you going to draw the line here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> draw that line. So there you um, have it. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's called Legion of what? The Legion of Collectors. Legion of Collectors. Uh, oh, I'll okay. have you know these, uh, these pint size. Heroes mm-hmm. figures from Funko. They have one point of articulation. The head. The head can move. That's it. I'm going to fight your figures. That's all you need. That's a cute um, too. And just real quick here before we go, um, 
the uh, 10th anniversary of Geek Show as a podcast is coming up in May. It's crazy. And there are talks. I'm not ready to release the details yet. I should know more next episode. But there are talks with a local uh, bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, they want us to come and do one show there and uh, record it and invite all of our friends to come, all of our fans, listeners. So we, they have seating for 22 gonna, people? Well, I, I got an idea. What's that? We should mingle. And we should mingle. We should mingle, mm -hmm. but not like we're single. No. Can we get can we get balloon animals and fire dancers? Let me work on that. I've never had anything that I've done for 10 years other than being a parent and the husband. Let me work on that. Kind of friend. But if it happens, <laughs> if it happens, it will be coming up at the toward the end of May. Mm. So just uh, not the first I, of May. No, I will have more information. Uh, maybe next episode, I should have more information. Like during broken news. Yeah, during the broken news. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yes. <laughs> like, say, what's what are you going to learn in between? Minutes? Yeah, what are you going to learn between now and fifteen minutes? You know, I could get an email. That's hey, a shady you know? sons of right. bitch right Maybe. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we lasted longer than uh, Homestar Runner. We did. I mean, oh, Homestar makes, Runner's, Runner's still out there. That makes but, me sad about Homestar Runner you know, now. We've been more consistent than Homestar. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot. Ten years. <laughs> Emails. The only time we've missed an episode in 10 years is due to a technical problem. I, I mean, one of the panelists died and we didn't miss an episode. No, so, right. Anyway, Mr. B, if you would. You know, I used to really like him. Uh, now it just seems so entitled. And every time I listen to it, do it. I just. I don't think I like him it, anymore. It needs better roles, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> roles. R O L L. Get it. Uh, he fucking did it. Sew so this up. Better roles. Sew so this up. Sorry, I'm sorry. 